One, two, is on? Well, let me talk to you. A little bit of the bubbly. Party, party, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! It's not hot! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the WrestleGetting Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Heat Matthews, joined by my two co-hosts, Garrett G. Money Mun and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. What is going on, fellas? Uh, nothing too much, man. I mean, not a whole lot. I just know uh, how to use fake blood instead of ketchup. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Well, we'll talk a little bit about that a little later. Um, But before we really jump into things, I just want to um, address the passing of one of our favorite superstars from the NWA roster, um, Josephus, um, also known as the question mark, who quickly became a a big favorite here at the WrestleGen podcast. Um, our thoughts and prayers go out to the family, family of Josephus, and uh, also known as Question Mark. Uh, so, like we do all the time, we will uh, take a brief moment of silence in memory of the, the Question Mark, Mongrovian's favorite son and the master of Mongrovian karate. All right, so sad, bit of sad news to wake up to this morning, seeing that. Oh, oh nothing but nothing but positive things from everything that I've seen. Uh, people that have worked with them, either with NWA or other promotions, um, nothing but positive comments for yep. for the man himself. So, all right. Um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at WrestleGettingPod with one D, um, Instagram at WrestleGettingPod with two Ds, and you can also check out our other Instagram for the underscore collection. For two where you can find all the cool toy stuff. What's that, Carl? I said it with two L's. <laughs> with two L's. <laughs> 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 you can also check out the Facebook page, facebook.com slash pod with one D. And be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel for some awesome uh, toy reviews and fun stuff like that at youtube.com slash for the collection. And if you want to, uh, actually, um, I did refilm the Hollywood Hogan unboxing, but my mic never picked up any of the audio. God damn it, Chris. Yeah, so I got to redo it again. <laughs> At least one part I have to redo. The other, the actual toy review, I could just record audio for, but uh, the part that. The spray paint um, part? Yeah, the spray paint part. Spray paint part, <laughs> the, all, the, all the good shit. Man, I did that like three times to get like a take that I really liked, and I finally got one. And I went to start editing it. Like I put it in black and white, 
and I start editing and no audio. Dang. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh, shit happens. So we'll uh, do it again. Got a whole bunch of stuff sitting here in front of me that I need to do um, unboxing videos for and uh, I'm about to order some new stuff too. <laughs> so uh, definitely got a lot of content to film. But we'll, we'll get there. Uh, but the best way you can support the show, ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestleGettingPodcast. Um, that's also with two Ds. Go ahead, pick yourself up a WrestleGetting Podcast shirt. Um, we got the Bad Boys of Wrestling Podcast logo up there as well. And the For the Collection logo t-shirt. So you can pick up one of those and show your love for, for your boys at the WrestleGetting Podcast. And support the show. All right, so that's that takes care of that. I don't have anything follow up from last week. Uh, nothing I really wanted to go back and talk about because last week kind of sucked for some stuff. Oh uh, yeah, you guys got anything? No. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and jump in to the news. Hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing 1-900-45-4-Hulk. Garrett, who is the news brought to us by? It's brought to you by Date Night Bucks. You're going to be stuck in the house with your significant other. Why not have something to pack the time? Let Date Nights in the Box help you plan the perfect evening. Go to datenightsinthebox.cratejoy.com to get your box today. And it'll help you get your lady to look look at you like Andy Hartwell looks at Dexter Lewis. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the gift of Date Nights in the Box will definitely get your woman looking at you like Indy Hartwell looked at Dexter Loomis. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, cracking me up. <sighs> yeah, uh, your ladies are, are tired of sitting at home. Well, I mean, they are sitting at home, but you need a date night in the box, you know, to spice things up. And you don't know, man, you might get anal or something if, uh, you know, you take her on a hot date. <laughs> You never know. <laughs> I mean, she's gonna give you anal. You're not gonna get to give her anal, so you might get pegged. <laughs> hey, it's all good. <laughs> Once the tequila fart starts flowing, man, you just gotta roll with it. <laughs> oh man! All right, so we got quite a bit of news this week. Um, lots of signings. Uh, new record, new recruits starting at the Performance Center. The largest class in history so far, reporting to the Performance Center this week. Um, a couple big names in here that we've been speculating on. Uh, Taya Valkyrie being one of them. Finally, inking her deal with NXT, reporting to the, the Performance Center. I know I'm excited about that. I know you guys are excited about that. Um. Definitely going to add a lot to 
NXT's women's division. Uh, very accomplished uh, wrestler in her own right. So, um, so we got Taya, then we got Bronson Rex Steiner, who is the son of Rick Steiner. He's got to change his name to Bronson. Sounds like a fucking German shaver or something. <laughs> I'm telling you, I think I'm thinking he's gonna end up being like Ron Steiner. Needs to be like Little Dick Steiner or something. <laughs> 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 they're definitely and they're definitely gonna use Steiner. Like they they'd be stupid not to associate him with his father and his I own. mean it depends on him. Uh some people, you know, yeah. like to embrace the family name. Some people like to Stay away from it as much as possible. Um, so just yeah, but I know he interviews interviews that he's done. He said he wants to carry on the family legacy, um, and like whatever sport that he's doing. So, um, him being um, called to wrestling, uh, I definitely think that he's gonna want to go. He's probably gonna advocate to use the Steiner name. I'm telling you what, dude. Uh, they need to sign Big Papa Pump to be his manager because. I don't know about y'all, but I have like a big change of heart like this last, I don't know, like couple years, like going back and watching like Rick Steiner um, interviews and stuff. Like he's fucking great on the mic. <laughs> I thought he was terrible, you know, back in, you know, the early 2000s it's, and stuff. But I mean, it, it's terrible, but it's yeah. amazing. Like that that's what it is. Like <laughs> fucking like everyone's a fat ass. So. <laughs> Especially Samoa Joe. Uh, and that would be yeah. that would be great. You know, you, you have him there, he you have a beef with Samoa Joe, have a beef with Paul Heyman, you know. He only cares about his freaks and his geeks. <laughs> Just might want to watch uh, the women talent. <laughs> <laughs> might get sued for slapping Sasha on the ass or something <laughs> who knows <laughs> but he did um he did christen Jordan Grace a uh, thick mama pump though if I remember yeah. correctly oh I think he's I think if I memory serves me correctly I may be wrong on this and if I am please please correct me um, but I think uh, he was a big advocate for uh, for Jordan Grace. So. I think everybody's a big advocate for Jordan Grace, except for Sabu. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, Sabu did not like. Says that she's a fat ass bitch and all this other stuff. There's like oh, a whole Twitter thing. Met, like he probably months. tried oh, to get yeah. with her or something, and she's probably like, "No, nah, dude." Probably or realize that she's that she can work better than he can. <laughs> well, having to mutilate himself. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, so we go from that, those two. We've got um, Parker Bordeaux, who is being uh, christened the new Brock Lesnar, um, former lineman like at the university. Yeah. Like, just like really, like almost dead ringer for Lesnar, um, which caught the attention of Heyman. He's a former lineman at the University of Central Florida. So, a lot of football stars, football players transition to wrestling. It seems to be pretty easy for some of them. Uh, of course, we know about L.A. Knight, uh, formerly known as Eli Drake. Yeah. Psyched about that one. Hoping to see him on TV more often. Um, AQA, um, Angela Arnold, who was trained under Booker T. 
So she is uh, showing up there. Anthony Henry, um, former star for Evolve. Harlem Bravado. Bravado. Damn, I don't know why I can't talk today. <laughs> Another indie indie star showing up. Uh, Zoe Stark, who has already made her debut on NXT. She was on last night um, in a great match with Io Shirai. Yep. Uh, Christian Casanova. Gigi Dolan. Uh, Priscilla Kelly. Um, who was part of the Women's Dusty Cup. Uh, Cora Jade, who was Priscilla Kelly's tag partner in the Dusty Cup as well. I uh, got Blake Christian. Uh, Carissa Riviera, who's worked wrestled on Raw and NXT. <clears throat> she, she was actually an extra, uh, pretending to be Bobby Lashley's ex-wife during the Lashley-Lana angle, too. That's kind of nice. funny. <laughs> Uh, we got Drew Casper, who was a two-time collegiate All-American amateur wrestler. Uh, Matrick Belton played football at uh, University of Carolina. Trained and wrestled in CZW. Look at that. Another indie guy. Uh, Cameron Clay. Uh, Joe Aroli. And Taylor Grotto. Sounds stupid. Uh, former Evolve and Shine wrestler. So... So it looks like uh, they've kind of boistered up their women's division quite a bit here. It's, most of these signings are, are female talent. Yeah, most of them were. Oh. A lot of AEW missed out on quite a few of these people. Uh, I know Priscilla Kelly mainly, like I know, I think her and Darby Allen were married or getting divorced or something like that. So that's probably why she's not in AEW which I think would have been a great spot for the Priscilla Kelly character, but we will see. I wouldn't want to go from that. uh, Kenny Omega. Yeah, probably not. Or you'll get the shit kicked out of her by Riho for fucking with her man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we go from there. Now, last couple of weeks, Bow Wow. The rapper. Of a the little rapper? Bow Wow. Yeah, the rapper. Yep. Little Bow Wow. Um, decided since Bad Bunny had transitioned, he wanted to stay relevant and wants to uh, start training. Um, he's actually going to start training with Rikishi. But apparently, he's throwing his foot in hat in the ring by talking shit to wrestlers on Twitter. Because I guess that's how you get booked now, is by talking shit on Twitter. No, talking crap to guys like Chris Bay, calling them broke ass wrestlers, and he's talking about how they don't need to come at him unless they've been on a pay per view, been a champion, or at least dated a, a diva. Like the Bow Wow is like the ultimate WWE mark. Is he um? Is he doing yeah. it as like a work or is it like real, like dissing? This. From what I know, this is like real. Like he wants to. Be I mean, no, I, I'm talking about not. I'm not trying to about no, like being. I'm talking about time. like the, the 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 tweets and stuff. Is that like a work? Probably. I'm guessing maybe. I don't I guess know. It's... Oh, but he's been shit, shit talking to everybody. Like talking like guys like on Raw. Like how you on Raw with seventy five thousand followers on Twitter? Uh-huh. Like, bro, Twitter followers don't equal yeah. in ring talent. 
So just like just so you're aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> All I know is Bowell is a dumbass, and he needs to go talk to his uncle, his uncle, or um, you know, his cousin about respecting the business. Snoop Dogg. Uncle. I thought isn't no, Snoop Dogg Bowell's uncle? He called him his uncle like. It's because he called him his uncle as like a sign of respect, but uh, I think about uh, Snoop Dogg was probably having sex with his mom. Like he discovered him when he was like nine or something like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was a, he, not his real uncle. <laughs> Either way, still need to talk to them about some respect. Uh yeah, you that is correct. So, um, not related to Snoop Dogg. Well, he needs to talk to his mentor about how. Yeah, um, I, I don't think like Snoop Dogg really messes with him that much anymore. Yeah, I wouldn't either. This sure, kid needs does. to like. This kid <laughs> needs to shut the fuck up. I mean, <laughs> plain and simple. You know, I don't. Like I guess I don't know if it's a work or not, but I don't know. Like, if it being a work or not, I don't know. But his his Twitter. His shit talking game on Twitter sucks. So, like, learn more about the business before you start talking shit to to people that are out here actually busting your ass day in day out trying to get themselves recognized and noticed to even get to somewhere like Impact or Ring of Honor or AEW, let alone WWE. Most of these guys go through those other promotions before they even get to WWE. All right. Uh, Another big signing for AEW, the big show. Paul White has announced uh, this week on AEW TV. So, what do you guys think about that one? I don't know. His dad, Under the Giants, probably rolling in his grave. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. That'd be awesome. I'm kind of. I'm kind of surprised, but not so like, but not at the same time. Yeah. Like, cause what, what have they really been doing with him? Like he's been on TV maybe like a handful of times. Yeah. I think it was year. mainly just, you know, he had the TV deal, um, uh, TV show, um, which, you know, so, yeah. uh, what little bit I watched of it. <laughs> um, and I did try, I watched like three episodes or four. I didn't get past the yeah. first episode. Um, but uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. like AEW probably would offer him more money. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm pretty sure whatever WWE was going to give him would be like some kind of legends deal to make like appearances. And well, stuff. I guess from what from what I read today is that his contract actually ended last month with WWE, and they couldn't reach a. Um, agreement financially. Yeah, yeah which so I, then AEW was yeah able to AEW. Reach that you know, so. I mean, uh, you, you know, they got Tony Khan, um, and he, you know, AEW is not his yeah. business. You know, what I'm saying it's not his his livelihood. Um, so you know, he can throw money, you know, yep. however he wants to throw it. But yeah, like I said, um. Plus, uh, plus, AEW get, has fans, and they, uh, they're making some sort of revenue. What is it? Too. I'm sure those yeah, tickets are selling tickets. I know those tickets can't be cheap. Well, I mean, 
I mean, yeah, but WWE essentially just sent like a what four billion dollar deal with NBC. Like they got money. It's just, right. yeah. it's like it's like any other sport. You know, what I'm saying like if Big Show's not going to wrestle, you know why pay him? Yeah, but they gave, but they gave, but half of that deal that they had with NBC, they gave to Goldberg to appear one time to lose. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's already accounted for, but, um, you know, you, at, at this point, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, Big Show, like he, he's not Hogan, he's not The Rock, he's not Stone Cold, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's an alright kind of talent, like, uh, and besides, like, paying him for appearances, I mean, what is he going to do? Like, he, he has nothing to offer WWE, whereas in, like, AEW, uh, when they're like, oh, yeah, we sent another big name from uh, WWF, but, you know, he has more he can offer them as far as, you know, as a mentor, uh, possibly, like, booking and stuff like that. Absolutely. And that's that's what I was going to get into. As you look at look at the big show, like, he's, he's a big guy that can work. Like, Grant, you know, he has – granted, his matches aren't five stars. But some of them, majority of them have been pretty decent, depending on, like, the opponent and stuff like that. Like, Big Show is one of those guys, those big guys that can adapt to who he's wrestling in the ring and kind of, you know, pick up on their style and make them look good. Unlike other big guys, like the great Kali, who was, like, a brick wall. Terrible. So, with Big Show being in AEW, like, his contract's going to let him, he's going to wrestle, He's going to do commentary, but at the same time frame, like he can help guys like Luchasaurus, um, uh, Lance Archer, you know, um, was it 10 from the dark order? Like some of these bigger guys actually, you know, work a little better in the ring and help them refine some of their skills as being bigger guys as being like the big men in the industry. So, like his, you know, Lance Archer's been in in the wrestling business a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, if you think about it, um, having like seeing someone from seeing some like Big Show seeing something from his perspective on what maybe Archer can do to fine tune things a little bit, that could be beneficial to him. You know, if he's open for that criticism, which most people are, because yeah. all the, like the goal is to get better, stay relevant, you know, and all that stuff. So. Like, I think he's going to be an asset for AEW. Do I want to see him wrestle at this point in his career? Not really. Um, it's the same with Sting. Like, do I want to see Sting wrestle? Not really. <laughs> but, you know, the mentor thing that they're he doing with Sting and Darby Allen is it. great. <clears throat> Sting. <laughs> maybe maybe at this point AEW yeah, will have like I've... an old guy forever wrestler. <laughs> no, you know Pretty what? Much. No, no, that's what they're, they're going, going do, for. They're gonna make a new show and it's gonna be called uh <laughs> Old Man Fridays or some shit. It'd be like a show that's all the, it's gonna be AEW Rest Home. AEW Retirement Home. <laughs> <laughs> Exclusively on, on MySpace. See the old grandpas that, that <laughs> call the number. What's the number for the hotline? 
<laughs> the streaming Sunday afternoons after church on MySpace. <laughs> Four, 4 p.m. Today. <laughs> oh man! But so we go from that and reported today, EC3 who made his return to Ring of Honor this week, has signed a deal with Ring of Honor. Oh, I saw that. Pretty pretty psyched you about that I, one. EC3, man, you know making I, some waves you know there. I saw it, yeah. I said, I thought he was already signed with Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah, he, always, he hasn't been signed with anybody. Great. Because he did that quick little stint in Impact. Uh, with Moose, and then he was in. He did some stuff in Ring of Honor with the Briscoes, and now he's apparently decided cool. he's going to stick with the Ring of Honor. So, have the have the Daltons? So, have they signed with anybody? So. I haven't seen anything. Dawson's is it Dawson's? I mean, or Dal- the I remember the the two guys tech team in NWA. The Dawson's. Dawson's. Yeah, the Dawson's. Dawson's. <clears throat> I haven't seen anything with them. Like they may be their contract yeah. with NWA may be longer. Like maybe they just decided yeah. to stick with NWA and see where things but, go. But uh, WWE man yeah. should pick them up and let's because start the tag team division again. You know, <laughs> that's asking for too much. They can't even get the women's tag team division figured out, and you're trying hey, to, I was, to work uh, more on the men's. Tag I was, team I was thinking this is a, a good question. Uh, maybe I should pose this. Like, so what? What do you think would happen uh, first? Um, them having a, a women's champion, like as like the for the world or the uh, universal champion, or having a tag team event, tag team match, uh, main event. Uh, a pay per view, like not not Survivor Series, but like an actual tag team match, main event in the pay per view. What do you think would happen first? A women's world champion. <laughs> like in all honesty, like yeah, a women's world champion, way before a tag team, like an actual match for a tag team championship, main events a pay per view. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with that, too. Yeah, that's definitely. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So that's our um, in-the-ring news. I got a couple little little tidbits here for some figure news. Uh, Boss Fight Studios has added Ultimo Dragon to their Lucha Libre Fanaticos line, so which is more like their um, their basic series line. Um, so series one has a tie of Valkyrie Vampiro. Um, I can't remember who the other one was in there, but I got the, uh, the tie of Valkyrie on pre-order. Um, as soon as this Ultimo dragon goes up does for pre-order, with, I'll be adding does that it come one with like 12 belts to my collection as well. <laughs> oh God, that would be so freaking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you talk. You want to talk about belt collector? Ultimo Dragon yeah. was the original belt collector. Man, Kenny yeah, I remember Omega when him, like, him coming out. They, I was just like so amazed by like uh, Sonny Ono uh, carrying all the belts for him. I was like, whoa, dude, Sonny Ono, man, the originator of the selfie. 
It was awesome. Like seeing him come out on WCW, it's like every week he had a new belt. And they're like, yeah, Ultimate Dragon, the holder of the IWGP junior heavyweight title, the AAA cruiserweight title, the WCW yeah, cruiserweight title. I remember, the, I remember like the NWA friends, light heavyweight uh, title. Like back when you know, used to debate like over like who was the best wrestler and this and that. It was trying to say like all Ultimo Dragon's belts was fake. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, have you ever been to Japan? You don't know if it's a real belt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Ultimo Dragon was always one of my favorites. Like that Dragon Sleeper, is still to this day, is one of my favorite submission holds. Ultimo Dragon was nice, nice in the ring. Uh, let's see. So we go from Ultimo Dragon uh, to another legend in his own right. Earl Hefner will be joining the uh, Zombie Sailor Toys retro line. So all the uh, Hasbro fig feds out there, we yep, finally no, got a ref. No need to use Mister Perfect as your referee. The only thing anymore. is, if you bump into him, he falls down for like three minutes, <laughs> 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 and then just don't put him anywhere near he, Bret Hart. And then he, and he has like a when he counts, he has like a, a fifteen second count because it takes him like five seconds each to freaking do one hand down, and he died. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't do the three counts, the two count always. Oh yeah, sorry. Two. <laughs> yeah, just just keep him away from your Bret Hart title <laughs> matches. You don't want Bret getting screwed, and keep him away from your merch because he's gonna go sell it at his bar. <laughs> oh man, but that's cool uh, to see, like. Because, like, throughout that whole Hasbro line, there was never, like, they did all the wrestlers, like, pretty much all the wrestlers, but there was never any, like, managers, so there wasn't, like, a Jimmy Hart, like, there wasn't the LJN series, Um, you never got a ref, like, you think the ref would be one that you could do with the action feature of, like, pulling his hand back and actually having him do a three count, that you think that would have been something to do, but they just never did the refs or any of the ringside talent. And that was missing for quite some while from a lot of people's collections until Jack started doing um, like your announcers and your referees and stuff. So, yeah, I'm excited for those. More so the Ultimate Dragon, but nice. All right. So that's going to wrap up the news. Um, let's jump into the bell to bell segment. down some uh the weekly recaps here uh smackdown raw um as much as garrett doesn't want to talk about it the elimination chamber here's the elimination chamber <laughs> when did this happen <laughs> uh some point well, over I, the weekend yes i'm not talking about it, i don't know about no pay-per-view this weekend the the, the be on it like 
And I honestly, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> Compared to what 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 we've seen, like the last few, I mean, few uh, events, this this was a pretty low point. I'm, but I think it's, I think Fastlane is going to be better with it being one of the ones that's going to be on Peacock. So I think they're going to have to deliver for this one. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll we'll. we'll We'll get into it. Are we even going to talk about SmackDown? I didn't want SmackDown. But the only the only thing on SmackDown was the unnecessary heel turn okay. for Otis Who's and Chad healed? Gable. Otis or Chad Gable? Both. So I mean, that is the biggest thing. Oh, so they're uh, both Otis here? and Gable. Both I thought like one turned on the other. Yeah, they both turned heel. They. No, they completely okay. destroyed he, Ray he and Dominic. How about that? So, like, yeah, like, well, my big, the biggest thing mm-hmm. with this is they split up Otis and Tucker, right? And then they make Tucker a heel. When's the last time we saw Tucker on Raw, not chasing after our truth in the twenty four seven title? Exactly. So. They put Otis with Chad Gable, and they have like a short run as faces, and all of a sudden we're going to turn them heel. Why not just keep Otis and Tucker together? Yeah, and make them heel. But why make them heel? Like the biggest thing is why turn Otis heel when he was literally like one so of the biggest things. What going I'm, I'm guessing is ago. like whoever, whoever demo did was to let Otis win money in the bank. Um. Probably had like this big um, plan for Otis, but they probably got fired. Uh, I will at least I'd hope they did. <laughs> they had them win the money in the bank. So they're like, well, we can't put them back together. So we're just going to team them up with uh, Gable. Oh, man, it's terrible. Oh yeah, that was, that was just my big thing from SmackDown. Um, but let's uh, let's get into Elimination Chamber. Uh, pre-show pretty much was a uh, fatal four-way with uh, John Morrison uh, t- picking up the win on that one, uh, basically re- replacing the quote-unquote injured Keith Lee um, in the triple threat match for the U.S. title, which came later. Um, kicked off the show with the uh, SmackDown Elimination Chamber, which uh, Daniel Bryan ended up winning. I guess a lot of people were confused about Roman coming out there and having his match with Daniel Bryan when I don't know how many times they said that Roman will be challenging yeah, the winner immediately. They did say the that. Chamber. I mean, it was it was assumed. No, they didn't. They said yeah, they in, did. the, in the show. They never Dude, said immediately after. We knew. It's implied Obviously, it's implied. They said, but they didn't. Dude, they said last week on SmackDown that Roman will face the winner immediately after the chamber. But I also don't remember there being. I yeah. I mean, I also it was in our notes last week. Damn it! So, (laughs) so the the match itself was actually pretty good. Um, (laughs) Like there were some pretty good spots in the match. um, the only thing I didn't No that the SmackDown yeah. chamber was yeah. a hell of a The only thing is like it it is it didn't make any sense 
because like no storyline was advanced. Like you think maybe like Cesaro and Daniel Bryan, like that storyline yeah. could have had like uh, they could have settled their difference in the um, elimination chamber, but no. Uh, I forget who was it. Uso that uh, pinned Cesaro. Yeah, it was like so. And I then think so. you know, maybe you know, Uso could have won, and maybe he could have versed. Um, Roman Reigns, so you could have like a storyline there, but they had Daniel Bryan win, which I thought you know was going to happen, because but I thought like he would go on the face Roman Reigns, like I thought they would set up a feud to where he could verse Roman Reigns at Mania, because you know Daniel Bryan's like a natural face, so you know if you want Roman Reigns to get heat, put him against somebody everybody loves, uh, which they did do that. They they had Edge uh, come out and. Um, uh, spoiler alert, uh, Roman Reigns defeated uh, Daniel Bryan, and then you had uh, <laughs> Edge come out, spear him, shitload of uh, fireworks went off. Um, which was a big dis- yeah, which was a big disappointment. And then he pointed out the WrestleMania for me. Side. Uh, I really don't care to see Edge versus Roman Reigns. Uh, but I mean, I guess maybe some people do. Uh, but I'm, like, I really don't look forward to seeing that match at all uh, on WrestleMania. Um, I thought that Daniel Bryan would have been better. So, to me, like, this whole... Like, even though it was a good match, it was like a waste of fucking time and energy. You could have had a, you know, a regular match or uh, took out the Elimination Chamber and, you know, had, uh, I don't know, like a tag team match or something like that. But... Yeah. No, definitely. Like I did like the um Daniel Bryan like getting Roman in the LaBelle yeah, lock yeah. Like, right across right right from the get go. Like it kind of made you think like Daniel was actually gonna stand a chance, but yeah. then you know Roman was able to power out of it. So like that uh minute and thirty two second match wasn't that bad. Yeah. Consider all things considered prior to that. But yeah. um but uh speaking of waste of time and energy uh, Riddle defeats Bobby Lashley. I like, I like that. Morrison, I like that match. Like, champion. Um, it was a good match. Uh, I, of course, I wasn't happy with Riddle winning, but I mean, if you are going to have him win, like I like the fact that you know he didn't get the win over Bobby. Uh, so you still protect Bobby in his pursuit for it looks like he's going to yeah. go for the uh, WWE title now. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, I like that. Like I said, I'm not a big fan of Riddle winning, uh, but it was a decent match. He did a pretty good job. Uh, Morrison did a really good job. Um, and I'm happy to see, you know, Morrison kind of took seriously. You know, it wasn't like a squash match by any means. Uh, uh, so. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I liked it. Uh, I have nothing wrong uh, with the first elimination match and uh, this match. Uh to me, it was it was good. Yeah, I just wasn't wasn't a fan of Riddle. Like I liked Riddle at NXT, but since bringing him up to the main roster and making him like pretty much Shaggy from Scooby Doo, just 
I it just seems pointless to me and like a waste. Like the dude's got some talent, he's got some charisma. Like he can go pretty far if like they kept him, you know, kind of more in key with his NXT run character wise instead of making him like granted like it's more exaggerated than it was in NXT and I think if they just kept the stuff like subtle instead of making it like yeah he's definitely like a complete stoner like the only thing he's missing is a great Dane and ripping a mask off of you know some guy backstage that was committing a crime which I wouldn't be surprised if Vince eventually goes that route with him Oh, yes. So then we have the the tag team tag team women's tag team championship match. Jesus, man. Uh, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler uh, defeating the team of Bianca, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. So this is Uh, like bitching about booking again. Uh, It's like you had Asuka and Fire uh, team up. uh, Now you have Bianca and and Sasha teaming up. Why? Like, it it makes no sense. Like, if you're if you want your woman's champion to be, you know, elite, once you have them just be elite and not fucking losing in tag team matches or going for the tag team titles uh, with some random ass partner. Yeah, so they're gonna face at WrestleMania, which is pretty much a given, especially after Raw this week. So. But um, yeah, I, my biggest thing with that is you completely just overlooked actual tag teams on your roster again in favor of some random ass pairings, like the the Riot Squad misses or misses another loses another opportunity. Uh, even then, like the newly um, formed team of Natalia and Jax, like in this match, like, like she just seemed awkward as like all fuck. Like uh, I don't know. Like I don't know if she well, need, like needs well, to practice I, with people or even though I don't know what we're talking about, I had Jack was terrible. So does that really surprise you? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like someone's going to show her how to take some bumps. Like, and just I don't know. She's like fucking like slow as all hell, but she's not. She just needs to like, go back to the performance center yeah. for like another like six months and figure out how to actually wrestle, and then come to the main roster. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> or maybe go to NXT <laughs> and then maybe go to the main roster. She wasn't ready I mean, I understand to be called up. Even like her matches on NXT weren't that great. Yeah, I mean, I understand like, because if they like, were, big, it was because like, of the other like, person. So usually, like if there's a big person like Kali, Big Show, um, I mean, you just Luchasaurus, all these big guys. Well, if that's if that's a case, and you want someone you know more challenging yeah. in the women's division size wise. Just I mean, but they had work. they had Kylie. You, had you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes, they, like they just go for big so, over. Or what was that? What was that one dude's name that was supposed to be like Australian yeah. prisoner? Um, Nathan Jones. 
another guy. I was like, Nathan Jones. We got this big guy. We're going to have him verse Taker. It'll be great. I know he tagged with Taker for Did a little he, bit, but yeah, I think Taker, he wrestled I know he Taker was supposed too. To tag or Taker. Was supposed to wrestle Taker. Yeah, because he was supposed to wrestle. It was him and Undertaker at one. I can't remember which WrestleMania it was, but they were supposed to wrestle the. Um, Maybe it was Big Show and that Big Taker. Show. I might be mistaken. I remember and, it was somebody else that was like big that like they had him and someone like, else. I can't remember who it was. It was like post the verse. Oh, it was the, oh, okay. it was the Big Show and um, A Train, Albert, that ended up becoming a uh, two on one handicap match. Yeah, it's like he got released or something. I can't remember what it was, but he wasn't at the event, and then he got. I think he got released shortly after. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's go from that to. The Raw Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship. Uh, Drew McIntyre retained over AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton, and Sheamus. The biggest complaint I have with this is Randy Orton being eliminated first by some like really bad pin from Kofi, and then like no advancement at all in this for yeah. the storyline involving Orton and the Fiend. Yeah, I, they should have had like some kind of like, like, like distraction or uh, or something, you know. Like if you weren't gonna bring the fiend out, like you could at least had something. Yeah. Uh, have him cough up the you know black shit that he did on uh, Raw, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, and try to do that in the chamber, and then lead to getting pinned. Yeah, like or if something going, that's going to help advance the storyline. Yeah, for that. Um, instead of that weak ass explanation why he why he got pinned, you know, the following night yeah. on Raw. I mean, the Kofi Kingston and him things. Then you know, it's they then settled they're different. You know, like they already had the match and everything, so it's like no need to yeah you know, for that to happen. But. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's like, uh, another thing is, it's just like, um, you know, Drew beating every, you know, last night. I don't think he didn't pin everybody, did he? Uh, no, the only ones that he pinned yeah. were Jeff Hardy um, and but, AJ uh, Styles. Yeah, and then another thing too, like, I mean, y'all hearing me bitch about it all the time too, is like, I prefer not to have uh, these types of matches like twice in one night. Uh, and then, you know, it's not a cage match if there ain't fucking blood. Like, if one person doesn't get busted open, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, the other thing with this too is like there was no women's chamber like there has been the last couple years. Like, I think that would have been more beneficial than having that the SmackDown Elimination Chamber, which really didn't serve any purpose. Because normally when they do something like this, it would be to to determine a number one contender going into WrestleMania. 
for whichever brand. But since, you know, Edge didn't make a decision until that night, we couldn't, the, obviously, storyline-wise, they weren't going to do that. But we could have gotten a women's elimination chamber, you know, with Asuka defending the title in there instead of her wrestling Lacey Evans, which obviously didn't happen because of the, the pregnancy with Lacey Evans. Uh, but we go from that um, to the saving grace of the night for myself. Uh, the Miz cash is in um, after Lashley beats on Drew McIntyre. Um, 30 seconds later, Miz is the new WWE so champion. How did he become champion at the was like uh, nothing going on this weekend? <laughs> oh. But, um, uh, I liked it. Um, there, Carl, what do you think about Miz? I kind of saw it coming, though. Uh, once Edge challenged uh, uh, Roman, Reign, uh, Roman Reigns, uh, I was like, I see um, Miz catching in. I didn't think Miz was going to win. I thought that they was going to do uh, uh, Bobby Lashley, uh uh, Drew McIntyre at the um, at, at the re- at WrestleMania, but as soon as like uh, Bobby Lashley came and beat him down, I was like, "Oh yeah, Miz is gonna come out." I, like I said, I didn't, I didn't think they was gonna give Miz the win, but I'm glad to see him get the win. Uh, it just the only thing that kind of hurts him is they made him look so weak uh, over the last you know few months. Uh, you know, guys that yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, with you know, all the, the stupid he, shit, uh, the shit they put him through, he kind of deserves it. I, I the only grape I would have though is, um, they should have had uh, yeah. Bobby Lashley and the rest of the Hurt Business uh, jump uh, McIntyre instead of just yeah, so just Lashley. Uh, but uh, McIntyre instead of just Lashley, yeah, it's all good. All right, yeah, that was the uh, the save of the night for me because that that pay per view would have been was a uh, about a D in my opinion as far as like if I had to give it a letter grade, like I just it wasn't engaging for me at all. Like I like normally I'll sit there and I'll watch it from start to finish, and you know I won't really do anything else. Yeah, but you know like I was doing other stuff like while this was playing while this was on. So, like, there really wasn't anything that kept me engaged in it until The Miz came out um, and cashed in that briefcase. And that's yeah, I mean, the I only time that I like was I said, really it, it wasn't that bad. To this paper uh, like, I kind of thought it was going to suck listening to you and, and Garrett on uh, Messenger because I watched it late because I was watching Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, it was, like, the first match was kind of ruined by the, you know, the storyline that wasn't a storyline. Um, so it kind of negated the whole, it was kind of like, what was the point of it? But the match itself, like the guys were really good in it. Uh, it's not the best chamber yeah. by far, but, or anything like that, but it was a, a decent, decent match. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm just not a big fan of, 
Elimination Chamber, Hell in a Cell, uh, TLC. It's like, can you just book one of those matches every once in a while and just get rid of the whole like gimmick match? Yeah. Like these type of matches, like the gimmick matches should be used as like uh like for certain situations. Yeah. Like maybe to you got six guys that are contending for the world title. Elimination chamber should be used to determine the number one contender. You know, cage match like matches like those should be used to like either yeah, determine the number one the contender title or, or finish off a feud instead of instead of being used as uh, like a draw, like a money grab for a pay per view event, where you're gonna have like three yeah. money in the bank. Matches yeah, usually, usually if like there's only been like a few times where there was like a ladder match or something to open the show, where I was just like, oh shit, you know. Um, but yeah, like an elimination chamber should be the finish of a pay per view. Yeah, um, the Hell in a Cell should be a finish of the pay per view. Uh, TLC, you know, it has its tradition of being like a mid-card match and, you know, having like really good uh, people compete in it. But some of those matches, man, just got to leave for the main event. Absolutely. All right. So let's go from Elimination Chamber, uh, Monday Night Raw. Uh, The high point. Half um, point for me would be the really riddle, have any high points um, for Raw. Uh, Morrison match. Um, uh, like I said, I'm not a big fan of Riddle being the champion, but at least it was a, a decent match, and Morrison didn't look like an idiot. You know, it was <laughs> a, a decent match. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that match was that was probably one of the better matches of the night. Um, I think the low point for me was probably the Randy Orton spitting up the black stuff. Like that was uh, I mean, done like so it. much better than '92 uh, with Papa and Shango, I'm kind of interested to see where they're going, going with it. Uh, so I won't say that was a low point. Well, the the other side to that too, it was a replay. Is like there was no actual Alexa Bliss. On Raw, like the stuff that, yeah, it was just the replay which made him cough up the bl- like the black stuff. So like I that kind of kind of ruined it a little bit too because you you didn't have like anything live going on between him and Alexa Bliss. It was just him talking about being distracted by her and all this other stuff. But, and then boom, here comes the the black stuff. Uh, I would say I did, but I would have uh, to watch. You got anything for Raw? Anything to say? Oh wait, no. You know what? No, I'm gonna be like Carl <laughs> right. and say something that's uh, really bad. Okay. So good. let's go to that, NXT. Uh, Bobby Lashley, nope. uh, Braun Strowman match is pretty good. It actually was pretty good. So fuck you, Garrett. Uh, I actually <laughs> like the match. I'm sure it was pretty good, honestly. <laughs> it actually wasn't wasn't that bad, you know, considering you know Strowman and Lashley were involved. But I'm sure Lashley and the Miz will be 
decent next week until Drew McIntyre gets involved or Strowman gets involved again. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but let's uh, bump over to NXT. Um, I didn't oh, see it. My the main God. event, which was um, Cross versus Santos oh, yeah. Escobar Absolutely. in the street fight. But I'm sure that was probably the high point of NXT. <laughs> Um, but from what I yep, saw, that was good. The uh, Johnny Gargano versus uh, Dexter Loomis match was pretty good. <sighs> I could enjoy that one. So, but um, yeah, that was pretty solid. Uh, I was my low talk point, about that too, but I, like, like, I, I love Cameron Grimes. Like I really do. But but the Jed Clampett thing, I love it. The Jed Clampett thing that they're doing is just—it's uh, funny. Uh, I love it. But I think I it's it. taking away from his character that he was building. <laughs> Just the fact that, like, I'm going to give you $10,000 like if you can dribble that ball 10 times. He's like, I didn't think he was going to be able to do it. <laughs> He's like, that's why the million-dollar man kicked the ball out. <laughs> Because I knew I should have watched the rest of that clip. <laughs> oh man, it, it was it was funny. I just like with like I just I don't know where they came up with this idea to make him like, you know, we just struck oil, now we're rich and moving to Beverly Hills type thing. Hillbilly type gimmick, but um I, I'm I'm interested to see where it goes. I mean, I'm not saying that it was a low point because it was bad. It's just like there's so much. There's more stuff on NXT that was actually pretty good. That that like it really couldn't pinpoint a low point at all. And that was yeah, I love that. I love the new character. Um, I mean, for, if y'all can fucking like Orange Cassidy, I can want like uh, Cameron Grimes. Oh man! All right, so let's go NXT. Impact. I did not. Um, Carl, I actually watched no. it. Oh, uh, Garrett and I watched Impact. That? Carl, did you watch Impact? No. Uh, you tell me you was gonna watch it. No. I, I was did. just watching uh, Harry Potter. Uh, they, they Tuesday finally, was my wife's uh, birthday. They finally uh, legitimized the uh, Moose's title. He had to face, and then he had to so face the official uh, title again. It is. And he had the to TNA fight, uh, Heavyweight Championship. Something. That match is good. Yep. Jake something. Yep. Right. Yeah. That was it really was good. good. Um, Jake actually had a pretty solid match in the beginning with Diener yeah. too, the tables match. So Jake, Jake is pretty solid in the ring. Like the, those two matches alone, uh, Tuesday night were great. Um, like the Moose match came about after um, Moose had come out after so... Jake had put Diener through a table. And then ended up spearing Jake so my, through a table. So, so the only Jake thing I'm thinking, though, like um, them legitimizing the TNA world title is they're probably just going to end up unifying it at the next pay-per-view, right, with him and Swan? More than I also. So nothing against Rich Swan, but I I see Moose as more of a a world champion than than Rich Swan. 
and it's not the size thing. Yeah. I, I just think Moose is Moose just carries himself as a champion compared to Swan. So. Yeah, I, I think I think uh, right now he's probably like a bigger draw too. But um, yeah, I mean nothing against Swan though. I like I like Swan. Like he can be a champion. No, Swan's great uh, in the ring. Like, no, I just I just think like the way he carries himself. Like I think I think Moose has the caliber of the champion then compared to Rich Swan. But um, so that's pretty much the high point. Moose versus Jake. Something low point for me, Susan. Yeah, I, I just I can't get behind the Susan gimmick. Um, like I know they're trying to make it like a three faces a Foley type thing that they're doing with her, but the the Sue Young and then like the polar opposite Susie, I think would have been enough for the character. But adding in this third, this third one of Susan, which is like a mix between like freaking um, oh, what's that dumb bitch from Alaska? Sarah Palin. Yeah, Sarah, Sarah Palin. Palin. Like it reminds me too much of that, mixed with like some like stupid other bullshit stuff. So, like a Karen, a Sarah Palin, and a Karen, like combo type thing. So, yeah, it was strange. Yeah. I just I just can't get behind that gimmick at all. But, um, <sighs> and of course the uh, the Swingers Palace stuff is is comedy gold. So. <laughs> yeah, oh, loved it. All right, we did see a little bit more of Finn Juice. That was yes, for me as well. Finn Juice and the uh, and the Good Brothers. Which I'm pretty sure we're gonna get the two those teams that uh sacrifice for the impact tag titles. So. All right, so let's roll from that. AEW this week. Um uh, I've got no complaints out of AEW aside from the attack on the Young Bucks dad by a Jericho and MJF. It's like literally they couldn't find fake blood anywhere. And just told him to go get ketchup from catering and smear it all over his face. And then smear it all over everything else. It was just, it was really bad. Um, yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> Stick. Am I talking to myself? <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> um, yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> I think what made it worse is like too, like not only did it look bad, like he had visually no cuts on his face. Like typically when someone cuts open, like you can kind of see like, okay, this is where it's coming from. This is where it happened. Yeah, there was nothing. There was like nothing. There was like splattered ketchup on his face and just like and then, and then, why is why did he have it on his hand? Did he like touch his own face and then wipe it? Like, Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> I just I don't know. Like, understand what they were going for. You know, they're trying to build the storyline uh, for MJF and Jericho versus the Bucks for Revolution. There's other ways they could have done it instead of doing it this way. Oh. Um. I'll also say the other thing I didn't like I didn't like the whole Team Taz fucking 
Darby Allen coming through a tightrope trying to be fucking Shawn Michaels. Bullshit either. Um, well, those more trying to be Sting. Oh, doesn't matter. <laughs> so, you saw like half his face was painted like Sting too. Right. Well, the thing for me no. about it, and this is this is this is where I would go off of it. So last week, remember, he came out there to fight Cage. He threw his bat away. Yeah. So he didn't need his bat. But yeah, Darby Allen needs a skateboard, and he can't find another one of them. That's the whole point of why do you, you couldn't use a weapon last week, but you obviously needed it, so you got to use this. Because Darby Allen's a bitch. Well, I mean, duh, but that's not the fucking point. That's your fucking point, man. Yeah, that's pretty much what it boils down to. And then I love Darby Allen's a bitch. Last week, Cage could just destroy Sting, but not this week. No, no. Because Sting was like powered up, man. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. It's the snow, right? His, his power was, was the snow. It was over nine thousand. Was it the snow? It was the snow. It was the snow. <laughs> Not Al Snow. I'm trying to think of a high. Not Al Snow, no. I was trying to think of a high point for AEW, but there was really. There wasn't much that really stood out to me this week. I'm like, the show was good. Yeah, the show wasn't bad. But. There's nothing that was like. Yeah, aside from um, uh, probably Hangman versus Isaiah Cassidy was actually probably the high point for yeah, me. Yeah, that was really good. Oh, that was, that was pretty good. Then with the Dark Order coming out and. Matt Hardy's hand to destroy him all. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. So let's get into, let's jump in the vintage throwdown. Talk some uh, world class championship wrestling from was it August 6, 1988? Something like that. Somewhere around there. It's from August of 1988, beginning of August. Uh, kicked off the show here Jack Victory versus Sean Simpson. I honestly did not know Jack Victory did anything before ECW. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I remember him from is ECW. And like I've never heard of Sean Simpson. Yeah, I haven't heard um, of him. But it was the match wasn't bad. It was actually it was pretty entertaining. So considering you know what it was, like Jack Victory isn't like the, the greatest worker. Um Sean Simpson wasn't bad. So I I enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, um the uh I watched the episode after that the Sean Simpson guy, he has like a twin brother too, or I don't know if it's his twin brother, but he had like a a brother uh, that looked just like him. Huh? Yeah. Interesting. Which I don't know why they didn't no. tag. Well, I guess maybe they were a tag team, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So we go from that one, then we got um Eric Embry. Yeah. And Jimmy Jack Funk taking on the team of Matt Bourne and Steve Casey. Uh, for those not familiar, Matt Bourne would go on to uh, WWE fame as Doink the Clown. Yep. Eric Embry, like, I don't know how come he never, um, like, got a shot. Like, I always thought he was pretty good. 
uh, myself. Man, he was good in that match and that promo he did later on in the show. Like that promo was awesome. Dude, I was that's kind of I was hyped up after that. I was like, damn, this dude's awesome. I want to check out more of uh Eric Embry. So it's just pretty much like calling everybody out from like Puerto Rico and like other territories. Like it was it was great. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, this, I mean, is kinda... this is what promos promos should yeah. be. Like this type of thing. Like back in the day, like give them a couple bullet points that they need to hit and then just let them make it their own. Instead of writing everything for them to say, yeah, it just it takes away from yeah. it. No, um, but I do love the crowd chats, crowd chants for the majority of the show. It, it was like, "Go insert face's name here, go." Hey, that's that, that's <laughs> that's old school like wrestling, man. Go, somebody, go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which, every time I hear that chance though it puts me in mind of uh, uh, I, I showed Garrett I don't know if you've ever seen it Chris the um, Samoa uh, not Samoa Joe <laughs> fucking Gypsy Joe versus New Jack yeah, yeah. It, I think I think you sent it to us yeah. well anyways yeah uh, fucking like New Jack is beating the fuck out of Gypsy Joe for real <laughs> <laughs> and like <laughs> the crowd, the crowd uh, like knows it, and you know you can hear people trying to like holler at people to stop the match and all this shit. And then like you hear like it's like probably like four or five like uh, women that start like go gypsy go go gypsy go, and I'm like you know it's like not real. So he thought we'll get like a <laughs> a sudden boost of energy and like <laughs> fight back. <laughs> He's getting his ass kicked right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, some uh, go somebody go, man. I used to love those chants. I used to do it all the time. <laughs> we should start doing that at work just randomly. <laughs> Like go, Rick, go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so yeah, the reason I was saying that because you had um like during the first match, it was like go, Sean, go. And then you like get to this one, Killer Brooks versus Steve Cox, and it's go, Steve, go. Which it was like every match. So which was better than (laughs) go Cox go. Go, Cox. Go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so yeah, Killer Brooks versus Steve Cox. That was was that wasn't too bad either. Like, like I really want to watch. Like watching this, I want to go back and like watch more of WCCW because it's not something that I grew up with. Obviously, like I'm from upstate New York, so like I didn't get this. Uh, mostly, what I got was like WWF superstars on Saturday morning. And um, like WCW on Saturday night, yeah. So there really wasn't a whole lot of uh, local territory promotions or things like that that I was aware yeah, of. Yeah, I would, you know, at you know six years old. So. Yeah, I wasn't too aware of like WCCW. Now they did get bought out by USWA, um, so which is like uh, USWA was like the Memphis after it went from CWA. Uh, USWA, uh, Jerry Jarrett and Jerry King Lawyer. Um, and they like kind of crossed over some of the talent a little bit. Uh, 
So yeah. like I, I like Eric Embry, like I know who he was. Uh so yeah. Um but uh yeah, it's good. Like old school um like Southern wrestling is pretty cool to look at. That was awesome. Then this match was pretty good too. Uh, apparently, this time frame, Michael Hayes was feuding with the head, not the head shrinkers, SWAT <laughs> Samoan team. SWAT team, uh, which was Fatu and Samu, um, who would later become the head shrinkers in WWF. Um, it's, it's Rikishi, the yeah. Sultan. <laughs> do the right thing, Rikishi. Do the right Fatu, thing, Fatu. Yeah. <laughs> No, this this was pretty solid. What about like, the uh, the um, racist the racist ass promo before? That? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> like <laughs> you are all these racists, all these foreigners from Japan. <laughs> but did you give no respect to these Samoan guys? They took me in, damn it, and treat me like family. <laughs> yes. <laughs> kind of love the 80s. <laughs> 80s and its subtle racism. <laughs> oh, but, uh, yeah, but that, that promo was pretty bad. You got to love uh, Michael Hayes, though, man. He's he's a hell of a, a fucking in-ring talent. Dude. Uh, I almost forget. Yeah, you almost forget this... how good he was just because of the Doc Hendricks stuff. Yep. Like, cause you like yeah. most of my life, like I'd known him as like, oh, it's Dark Hendrix, the guy that interviews everybody in um, WWF. WWF. Yeah, like, I only seen him wrestle like a handful of times, you know, like one offs here and there, like WCW and stuff. But uh, yeah, man, this was this was pr- pretty good. It's like watching um Highlander, and you see him on the screen, like, oh shit, it's Doc <laughs> Hendrix. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Uh, Kamala versus Carrie Von Eric uh, was the main event for the show for this one, too. Um, part of the reason why I picked the show was mainly because Kamala, and he was one of our um, featured uh, talent for Black History Month. Yeah. So, like, I figured we can get like an event here that had Kamala featured on it or, or someone. So, but I, I like this match. Like, the the leapfrog by Kamala yeah. was impressive. Like watching him wrestle in WWF, I don't ever remember seeing him do the leapfrog. Yeah. The only it was like the like, only complaint I have, uh, and this is not on Kamala, this is on Carrie Von Eric, is the fucking call as like a fucking finisher. It's like I can't understand him if you're fucking Andre the Giant or fucking you know. But it's yeah. like, come on, fucking Carrie Von Eric, like, get a fucking finisher. Yeah, the the Iron Claw is not is not a finisher <laughs> or any type of move that could that's really gonna do any damage, yeah. <laughs> unless you are like Andre the Giant and can apply that pressure to yeah. somebody's head or Kali or Kali. Um, Kali. Well, he used like a brain chop was, thing. Uh, what was it? It was uh. Yeah. His finisher was like a chop no, to the head. No, he used to do that like vice grip thing where he like got his two hands in your head. Oh, the the vice. But grip, other yeah. other than that, he's a pretty good he's a pretty good worker. It's this like I watched that match. I watched yeah. like a I don't want to get into some of the stuff I watched because we might do it for a review some other time. But yeah, 
uh, <laughs> when I seen it, I was like, man, because I, I wasn't that familiar with him um, or his brothers or anything like that. But uh, I've seen here recently, I've seen some of his matches. Yeah, I just know Texas Tornado. That That's yeah. it. So, Which is uh, that's really the opening. Uh, I didn't. We didn't talk about the opening for the show. The C uh, WCCW, like it's basically just a fucking yeah. highlight reel of the Von Erichs. <laughs> it's like every Von Erich, like yeah, I mean, that was her. <laughs> yep. That, that was her home promotion. Like that's that's like you're you're looking at WCCW, which yeah. is out of Texas. Like that's. Like the Von Erichs ran Texas, and WCCW was yeah. was their promotion. Like pretty much, that's you know. Um, I like this. It's cool to see like these guys prior to yeah. WWF, like how they were actually working before that. Because, like I said, I've never seen Kamala do a freaking yeah. leapfrog, and then you know you see him do it in this match with Kerry Von Erich. It's just kind of cool to see stuff like that, like like it is now when you you go back and you watch like AJ Styles and Impact and see how his style is different than it is in WWE, or you know seeing wrestlers like the Hurricane use specific moves like the Vertebraker, you know back in the day that you know he had to stop using in WWE after using it a few times. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, um, there was a. Look forward to doing. When doing I was some more. Uh, doing my, you know, research when we uh, looking at WCW, uh, WCCW stuff. To look at there are some that had the Dingo Warrior in it. I wouldn't mind seeing that because I've never seen. Yeah, I saw I that too. Seen the Dingo Warrior, so yeah. that would be pretty cool. <laughs> Actually, there was some. Um, I can't. I think it was one of the shows had the uh, the Blade Runners. So of course, uh, Warrior and Sing yeah. tag teaming together. So um, I can't remember which which um, episode that was. If it was AWA or WCCW, yeah. I don't remember which one it was. But um, I thought about doing doing one of those too. But I'm, I'm kind of interested to go back and watch more just off of this. Watch more of the uh, the yeah. WCCW stuff. So. Pretty awesome. <sighs> All right, so um, let's round out Black History Month this month. Uh, well, this episode, uh, next month, we will start the Women's History Month. So this is kind of going to be a nice little segue into that. Uh, I kind of did some research here. I wanted to see, um, I know Garrett had brought up the the first um, uh, black female world champion, uh, specifically WWF, which was uh, Miss Jacqueline becoming the first uh, black female to win the WWF women's title. But I I kind of searched a little bit more on this and came across um, a wrestler by the name of Ethel Johnson, who um, was born on May 14th, 1935, passed away September 14th, 2018. Um, real name Ethel Blanche Wingo. Uh, and I was looking at going through and researching this a little bit more. She debuted at the age of 16, uh, becoming the first African-American women's wrestler. So, um, instantly a fan favorite. Uh, ended up being billed as the biggest attraction to hit girl wrestling since girl wrestling began. <laughs> and that is a uh, straight-up quote from, like, 
whatever, like the forties, forties <laughs> into the fifties. So, um, she was actually the, uh, uh, colored women's world champion three times, the Ohio women's tag team champion one time with Marva Scott and Texas colored women's champion two times and won the NWA women's tag team championships one time with June Byers. Um, Ethel actually was at the forefront at the end of segregation. Um, it actually became a pretty big draw um, post the uh, segregation era, uh, making her way through the the territories, specifically NWA and uh, some of the other like mid south territories. So I was kind of kind of interested to see that and learn a little bit more about her too. Uh, but there is a documentary uh, that came out in 2016. It's called Lady Wrestler. The amazing untold story of African African American women in the ring. Um, I have yet to watch this. I need to track it down. But if you're interested in learning more about Ethel Johnson and other um, African American women in wrestling, definitely give this documentary a uh, a look ski. Um, and then to uh, go further into that, we'll talk about Miss Jackie, Miss Texas. Texas. One of uh, one, one of one Carl's of favorites. favorites here, uh, <laughs> USWA alumni. Oh. Uh, like like I was saying, she was the the first uh, black female to become the WWF uh, Women's Champion, uh, and that was in uh, September of 1998, where she defeated Sable to become the the first black WWE Women's Champion. Uh, made her in-ring debut world-class championship wrestling in 1988 under the name Sweet Georgia Brown and trained by uh, Skandar Akbar. This is the only female in Akbar's professional wrestling school in Dallas. So made her in-ring debut. I already read that. Reading it again. <laughs> uh, first black female to be inducted into the WWF Hall of Fame. Uh, many long lists of championship accomplishments. Um, I put them all in here. I was going to read them, but like she's done a lot. Uh, USWA women's champion 14 times, uh, one time UWF women's champion, two time WWF women's champion, a one time WWE cruiserweight champion and a, uh, world wrestling council out of Puerto Rico women's champion one time. So. So, so Ms. Jacqueline had a, yeah. a pretty story. And even her later work in uh, TNA, um, there's some pretty good, pretty good matches. Yeah, absolutely. Um, she had a, yep. She had a cage match. Uh, with, was it with Gail Kim? Who she had the cage match with? It was on one of the lethal lockdowns. It was really, really good. I won't be surprised if it was Gail Kim. Gail Kim was everywhere during that time frame. But, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen any of her work, uh, I mean, and like I said, she was a, a wrestler. Like, uh, she wasn't a diva. I mean, she did diva stuff like the bikini contest and, you know, all the secret shit that they made them do. But, I mean, to me, you know. Yeah, it was. The cage yeah. match was with Gail Kim. Yeah, Miss Jacqueline, she's also regarded as one of the, the toughest uh, women to be on any wrestling yeah, roster. Yeah, some of the... So she's definitely, some of the, definitely uh, a legend. Some so. of the wrestlers, male wrestlers, 
talk about uh, some of the shots that she gave them, like when she was a manager. Or, uh, yeah, and yeah. like some of them will tell you, like some of the hardest punches and kicks they took uh, in ring was from <laughs> from Jacqueline. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Oh man, so so that's um yeah, that's our recommendations for Black History Month. Um go check out Miss Jacqueline um that September twenty first, nineteen ninety eight um edition of Monday Night Raw where she defeated Sable. You can find that on the network. Um then there was a pay per view uh, that following Sunday, uh where she defended the title against Sable again. So just definitely check that out and some of her stuff in impact uh with it's Gail like- Kim and a few others. Uh, she did manage James if Storm for a little bit too. So. Lots of cool <laughs> through, stuff through two matches. <laughs> pretty much. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty much what it was. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's go from that. Uh, WrestleGeddon Wrestling Federation is going to return next week. Um, as you remember, last week's edition we did the Elimination Chamber. Uh, where basically we picked two, well, Garrett picked two roster, two members from each roster, um, randomized it. And Carl's, Carl ended up winning the Elimination Chamber, so he can uh, swap out whoever he wants from whatever roster or from mine and Garrett's roster. So before we get into that, All Carl, right. who you got? Who you swapping? So, uh, Chris, you're going you're gonna to lose uh, Nikki Cross. Oh. And I'm replacing her okay. uh, with one of my favorites, Luna Vachon. Ooh. Yep. Take away one crazy <laughs> and give me another um, one. I, I was going to replace Big E, but I realized that uh, Garrett had him as a uh, champion. You, you still uh, should have. So, Garrett, you're losing uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Oh my God! Why would you do that to me? That's really big. E. <laughs> and uh, I'm replacing them with uh, a wrestler that uh, some people may know him from being the uh, sixth member of the NWO. Uh, some people know him as the uh, One Two Three Kid. Uh, no, some people know I'm him okay as X Pac, uh, and some people know him as Six Pac. Uh, yeah, I'm cool with that. <laughs> oh, that's not, that's not too bad. Well, um, I told you I wasn't gonna screw y'all over. Oh, I God. could do something. I could do something with that. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, you kind of screwed awesome. me over. So I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to working Luna Bashan into uh, some of my storylines now. So. My next awesome. Week, so I gotta change something. <laughs> all right so uh, speaking of next week we've got a pretty solid show for you guys too um i figure this would be something new we can start doing just you know giving you guys a preview of what's going what's coming to you guys next week since i like to do this on twitter too um at least a couple of days before we start recording uh next week starts a new month of march we're doing women's history month uh we're taking a look at we're going to feature manami toyota um, who is regarded as one of the best female wrestlers 
our best one of the one of the best wrestlers period um from the research that i've done like i've never actually heard of her until i started looking more into this um uh, pretty psyched for this and we got if you guys want to watch the match ahead of time uh you can find it on youtube it's manami toyota versus aja kong like literally watch this last night uh while i was watching nxt or aw one of the two and literally the first five minutes of this match was better than anything that was going on on tv so i'm, I'm pretty excited for this one so but if you guys want to check that out you can find that on youtube um and we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more in depth about that match next week. Uh, we also gonna run down the two huge shows NXT and Dynamite. Um, Dynamite next week we got FTR and Tully Blanchard taking on Jurassic Express, uh, Shaquille O'Neal and Jade. I don't remember what the hell our last name was. Uh, versus Cargill, yeah. Uh, versus Cody and Red Velvet. Uh, the Dark Order, huge ten man tag match. Dark Order versus the Hardys. Or uh, Matt Hardy, sorry, not the Hardys. Matt Hardy, Private Party, and the Hybrid Two. Um, then we pop over NXT. We got both uh, tag team titles on the line from the uh, Dusty Cup Classic winners. We got Raquel and Dakota Kai challenging okay. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, and uh, MSK challenging uh, Oni and Danny Birch. So. so do I. I. I'm really pushing for Raquel and Kai to win just because I think NXT has a solid women's division where we could actually get some decent tag team matches out of here. And a lot of the pairings that they had from the Dusty Classic have been great pairings. So aside, like, you know, Candice and Indy, uh, my favorite, Shotzi and Ember. So just to name a a couple there, you've got. Casey Kenton Zero and um Caden Carter. So lots of decent yep. tag teams compared to the main roster. So. All right. So that's gonna that's gonna wrap up the show this week. So I appreciate you guys listening, taking some time out your day, um, your ride to work or whatever. Um we're gonna leave you with the theme of the week. Uh, Garrett's pick this week. So, Garrett, uh, what you got for us for theme, uh, of, the theme week? of the week? I picked a New Japan Pro Wrestling thing, and I'm doing the same this week with Hiroshi Tanahashi's theme, High Energy. Nice. nice. And I did was listening to this theme the other day, and it just it is literally like something you would hear out of Final Fantasy freaking love it <laughs> so uh we'll leave you with that and like i said thank you guys for checking us out uh, social media go ahead and follow us there twitter russell getting pod with one d instagram russell getting pod with two d's um our sister instagram for the underscore collection facebook.com slash russell getting pod with one d uh youtube.com slash for the collection and check out prowrestlingtees.com slash podcast. pick up some sweet merch some awesome t-shirts um, and as always be sure to check out our friends at the run-in podcast the call up and the fig cave add those guys to your feeds um, check them out on YouTube subscribe to the channels uh, friends of the show put out some quality content 
uh fig cave just released a schedule for what they've got coming up for the next few weeks lots of awesome stuff going on over there definitely check that out um the call up doing some great interviews as well so go check those check him out on youtube and of course our friends at the the uh running podcast always put out some quality shows ranging from uh football talk to wrestling to more toy talk all that fun stuff so but uh yeah on behalf of myself christy heat matthews gary g money Mun, the tennessee jesus carl crossland this has been episode 81 of the wrestle getting podcast and we'll talk to y'all next week later marks Gonna be something random, right? (laughs) (laughs) 